0: Braves fans, welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. Great to be back with you guys uh, as we are getting closer and closer to uh, the trade deadline. Uh, the Braves just finished off the Phillies last night beating Aaron Nola. It was a good bounce back after after they had lost two in a row. Uh, the Braves are still the only team in baseball to not lose three games in a row at all this season. So that's a, a pretty pretty good mark on them and it was also good to bounce back after one of the weirdest uh defeats of the season um uh the game in which uh max freed started you always feel good about that but uh just a few quirky things happened if you saw the um the chopper that uh that matt Olson didn't get uh and it, it squibbed into foul ter- territory after hit uh passed the the bag and uh, two runs scored early. Um, And then, of course, A.J. Minter gave up the the home run with uh, two outs, two strikes in the bottom of the eighth inning um, that kind of sealed the deal um, for the Phillies. So that was a really frustrating one. It's always good uh, to come back from that. And it kind of shows you, I think, one of the strengths of the Braves. They just mentally are pretty tough. Uh, You're going – uh, after that loss, you're going against Aaron Nola. you you're feeling like, uh oh, this might be kind of a downturn um, uh, at kind of a crunch time situation for the Braves right before the trade deadline, and they come out and really um, kind of dominated the game. So you had a great uh, you had a great uh, home run from Matt Olson who hadn't uh, felt like he hadn't done anything for the last few games. Uh, uh, Michael Harris had a really good game, a home run and a double. Uh, kind of a big double late that, that got the Braves an extra run. And um, and Spencer Strider really good again. Uh, you know, he's had a couple hiccups, but, uh, man, he is so tough to hit. Um, sometimes you just wanted to keep throwing that fastball because it's so hard to, to square up. Uh, he had six really good innings of shutout ball last night. And then, oh, yeah, I do have to mention Will Smith came in the game and made it much more interesting. He made it. He turned a 6-1 game into a 6-3 game. Um, and, uh, you know, force Kenley Jansen into the game. But luckily, he was able to put put out the fire, and the Braves got the win 6-3, to three and uh, they are sitting two games back from the Mets. Right now, the Mets have one more game against the Yankees, so maybe the Yankees can uh, help us out a little bit tonight, and the Braves can get within a game. But, you know, this is the crucial phase of the season. We are uh, within uh, a week or maybe even a little less than that, uh, as we are coming close to the trade deadline. And it's this time of year where, um, you know, hopefully Alex Anthopoulos has a really good idea already of the team that he has. But, you know, you're you're gathering all the information you can uh, moving towards the trade deadline to make the best decision possible for your team as you come out of the All-Star break. Uh, you're just kind of seeing what the team is right now and uh, what the, the clear weaknesses are. And, you know, uh, a baseball season is long. Uh, It is dynamic, and sometimes the strengths that you have at the beginning of the season, uh, some of those can start chipping away and become a little bit of a weakness um, by the middle of the season. So I think a couple of those things are true of the Braves. Uh, Not that I'm worried about their weaknesses or that they can't overcome them, but there's definitely some things that I think Anthopolis can do. To address some of these things I'm gonna kind of dive mostly uh, into that in this episode Uh, just give me some ideas of of players I would uh, target I'm not gonna go so much into simulating any kind of trades I've done that in the past I think that is interesting to do but I got quite a few names here and I don't want to uh, get caught in the weeds too much of how Anthopolis might um, acquire these guys Uh, he's gonna be probably a little better at it than I am Uh, I would admit that for sure. So. We'll let him do that, but I'll definitely throw out some names of guys I think we can keep an eye on, and that I would be excited for the Braves to acquire. Before we get into that, just a little bit of Braves news. Uh, uh, the last couple of um, couple episodes, I've mentioned the MLB draft. I actually did a full MLB draft episode um, last time, and so just to update that, the Braves have been pretty um, pretty successful in uh, in signing their guys. Only one. Of their uh, 22 draft picks, uh, is still unsigned. That guy is uh, Landon Harper. He's a 14th round pick out of, I think, Southern Mississippi. He's a right-handed pitcher. Just because he's unsigned now does not mean he will remain unsigned. Um, everybody else is signed. So that's a huge win for the Braves to be able to fill up their farm system. Sometimes you're going to get some of these later round draft picks. You take a flyer on a high school guy. Uh, those later picks, you can only pay them $125,000. And so sometimes that amount of money is not enough to keep a guy from going to college and trying to get better there and get drafted higher later on and, uh, you know, make more money uh, in the draft and get better. So um, uh, it was really good that the Braves were able to, um, they had three or four of their last picks were high school guys. Um, and they were able to sign all three of those. So, um, any of those guys could turn into gold potentially, you know, like I mentioned last time, it's really hard to, um, to project high school players. They might turn into nothing or they might be the next big thing. Uh, and you, you never really know. Uh, all right. So anyways, you know, just talked about, uh, particularly this last game, that the Braves were able to take, it was a little bit of a downturn before that with two, uh, two losses, but, Hopefully, the Braves can get back to their winning ways, um, particularly when they're playing Philadelphia. It's always good to to win those games. Uh, They have, I think, uh, they have two more against Philly. They have three more against Arizona, and that basically takes you up to to the trade deadline. So, we will see how these games go. So, what I want to do is maybe take a look at uh, some possible guys first that the Braves might trade, might think about trading from Atlanta. um, And... You know, the tricky thing that the Braves have for them this this trade of the line is they don't have a ton of of really high quality, or I would say um, high value prospects in the system. I think they have some guys that could turn into some really good players at the big league level. But it is true, as I mentioned last time, you know, the Braves' farm system is pretty weak across the board. So this uh, is going to make. Uh, Alex Anthopos' job a little harder just in terms of going out and getting uh, maybe the guys that he would want to go get at the trade deadline. It might mean that the Braves aren't able to, to go out and get the top, top guys, which they didn't do that or need to do that last year either. Um, but it, it might be, you know, you're, you're shopping in the value bin as opposed to, you know, the, the name brand products there. So uh, Kyle Muller is the, is the first guy on the list. None of these guys are guys I want to be traded, but it's just guys that have value in the system that I could see going somewhere else. Now, Mueller has had a really good season at AAA. Uh, In fact, I think there's a lot of argument to be made that he could be in the big leagues right now. Uh, And with Ian Anderson's struggles, maybe he will be. But uh, it's kind of to a point where it's like, bring him up, uh, bring him back to Atlanta, or trade him. I think a lot of teams would see him basically as major league ready, and that, uh, that gives him a good bit of value. And so I I could definitely see a team needing pitching uh, calling on the Braves for Kyle Muller. Freddie Tarnock is also at AAA. He was recently called up uh, there. He has electric stuff. He's had kind of an up and down season in AA this year. Hasn't quite figured it out yet, I would say, but he has great arm talent. I can see a lot of teams being interested in him. Braden Shoemake is a guy that I mentioned a few times. He's a shortstop in AAA. He's a really solid defensive uh, shortstop, but really hasn't figured it out. With the bat fully, which which really he uh, he doesn't have any power, so he needs to be able to you know have a lot of singles and doubles and, and be a guy you can rely on to get on base. And unfortunately, he hasn't been able to do that. So I don't know if he has a ton of value outside of the system, but um, somebody I could see the Braves maybe thinking, well, if we can get something for him, let's let's move him. Uh, Vaughn Grissom is probably the best positional player in the Braves system. I certainly don't want the Braves to trade him. I'm getting pretty excited about Vaughn Grissom. He's really just uh, mashed the ball this year. Um, but obviously, other teams are looking at that too, and um, you know they they might ask for him if the Braves uh, are trying to acquire uh, somebody pretty good. Uh, Jared Schuster is a pitcher. Uh, just got just got called up uh, from Triple A. This is a guy who the Braves took first in the 2020 draft, which was a weird draft since it only had five uh five rounds. Schuster is a lefty, um, good command, good changeup. Um and uh you know probably is a guy the Braves really like. Uh he's not gonna be, you know, he's not a top one hundred prospect by any means, but he is a guy that could turn into probably a mid rotation starter if things go right. Um and being a lefty, you know, a lot of teams like that. Another lefty in the system is Dylan Dodd. Um in uh, in many ways, maybe comparable to Jared Schuster, also has a really good command and a very good changeup. He's at Double A right now. And then Darius Vines is another guy who's starting to really um, uh, turn some heads at A. He's looked really good as of late. Um, I think he's pitched several shutouts in a row, um, or n- maybe not full shutouts, but at least not allowed a run in those last couple starts. Uh, really good command. Really good changeup. This sounds <laughs> familiar, but he's a righty. Um, but really good stuff kind of across the board uh, from Darius Vines commands all four pitches. So a lot of good stuff there from him. So any of these guys you could definitely see being uh, being used as uh, you know trade pieces. Unfortunately for the Braves, these are not guys that have tremendous trade value. You'd really have to probably package several of them uh, if you were going after a bigger name. On the market. But there's also guys on the market, even though they are maybe bigger name, uh, that don't have as much trade value right now that the Braves could go out and get for maybe just one of these guys or maybe two of them. All right. So I also wanted to look at any Braves on the big league roster right now or any of these guys potentially tradable. Um, and the only two guys that I see, you know, the the, the problem with this is, okay, who has real value? Uh, the only guy that I see being potentially tradable that I don't really think the Braves are going to trade uh, is Ian Anderson because of his age, because of how many years he has uh, that he's under contract. You know, obviously he struggled this year, but teams would still see what he's done in the past, especially in the postseason. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of teams out there still thinking he could be a number one, number two starter. I wonder if I wonder internally how the Braves are viewing Ian Anderson at this point, with his struggles. You'd also kind of be selling low on Ian Anderson if you did uh, if you did trade him, but he definitely has the value of a guy that you might move. Now, if you're moving him, obviously maybe you're bringing up Kyle Muller, uh, maybe you're you're trading for another starter. And you're kind of upgrading from that end. The Braves are not going to just trade him and be, you know, have only four starters, obviously. So something else would have to be done there. The other guy, um, I'm not going to belabor this, but the other guy that I would want to try to move is Marcelo Zuna. This would be more of a salary dump. And this would be a situation where teams are desperate for a bat and the potential of Ozuna kind of turning it around, becoming what he was in 2020. Um, would the Braves do that? Yeah, I mean, probably if if you know they could kind of dump his contract. It's tougher to do do a, a deal like that in the middle of a season. It's much more likely that the Braves might do that in the off season. But nonetheless, I could still see that happening. I, I think it's unlikely, but I think it's possible. All right, so let's get into some of the guys that I think the Braves could target. And first, let me just dive into what I think the Braves' biggest needs are. Um, I think I think the Braves biggest needs probably are left field uh you could combine that with the DH because Ozuna's been kind of you know so disappointing this season uh starting pitching with Ian Anderson struggles um the relief core I think could be bolstered a, a, a little bit and then second base is a big question mark because we still don't know what Ozzy Albies is going to do is he going to come back this season um and it, even if he does come back this season uh is You know, he's going to have some time to ramp up and, and kind of get right. And I'm just kind of starting to question if uh, we'll see him until, you know, maybe we won't see him until next season. So, you know, there, there are some, you know, watching the game last night, uh, some glimmers of light. I think Rosario's looked a little better lately. He definitely looked better at the plate last night. Maybe the best I've seen him look all season. Um, he barreled a couple of balls, got a double and a single. Uh, last night so looking looking better now one one game does not uh, you know it doesn't guarantee that he's going to be back to what he was at the end of last season Uh, but you know that that is certainly certainly he's capable of doing that because we've seen him do it before so you know do you try to pair um, a righty with him kind of platoon a right hander go out and get a right handed left fielder um, and platoon him with Uh, With Rosario or, or do you just go and do a full upgrade and say, okay, we're going to go out, go out and get this guy and he's going to be the starter and Rosario, maybe he'll get some DH at bats. Maybe he'll get an occasional spot start. Uh, do you bench Ozuna and go out and get a better hitter to just plug in at DH? I think there's definitely uh, ways that you could upgrade that spot if you're willing to do it. Um, do you decide to go with Arcia, uh, At second base for the long term, he has provided a lot of good defense and he'll occasionally get you a good, you know, a big hit. Um, But definitely, you could upgrade the bat a little bit at second base um, if you want to do that. Of course, I mentioned Ian Anderson's struggles. Uh, Do the Braves go out and get a fifth starter, a guy that maybe even could, you know, be good enough to to pitch and start in the postseason? And then, do you bolster your, your relief core? I think there's been some evidence of the relief core starting to waver a little bit. Uh, If you look at the season long numbers, yes, the Braves have one of the top bullpens in the league. It's definitely been a strength, but I think, I don't think you can really uh, analyze a bullpen like that. I think you need to like, what, what's the state of the bullpen right now? And I think, um, you know, even mentor, who's been maybe the Braves best relief pitcher. He's had some struggles as of late. Um, and of course, um, the, the three-run homer the other night is one example of that. But even before that, you know, he's he's had very few clean innings, and he hasn't been kind of the dominant guy that I think, uh, you know, he's been at times in the past. Obviously, Will Smith is, I mean, every time he comes out, it seems like he's giving up a home run. Um, so, yeah, I think the Braves could definitely um, bolster that relief core. So let me go into, again, let me go into some specific guys that I think the Braves could target. Um, and I'll give you kind of my take on how much I like each of these fits. The first guy is Ian Happ. Uh, he's with the Cubs, uh, can play outfield and second base. One, one of the really good things I like about him is he fits uh, and potentially can play in two positions of need for the Braves. He's also a switch hitter, which brings some value, and he's having his career season. Uh, he was an all star this year. He's hitting 282 with a 366 on base percentage and a 446 slugging percentage. His big issue over his career was there was a lot of swing and miss. It looks like he's been able to fix some of that in his game this year, which is why he's kind of jumped into a next level of player. Uh, he's always been a guy that could draw walks and had a little pop in his bat, uh, but now he is swinging and missing less, and that means his. I think his um, career uh, average was around 230, and so now he's sitting in the 280s, and it turns him into a totally different player. So um, he is under contract through next season. That is what makes him a little more expensive. He is probably one of the more expensive position options that I'm putting out there. Like I said, I'm not going to throw out uh, a trade scenario for these guys, but just know that you would probably have to give up uh, some significant prospects. I mean, I'm talking maybe three or four prospects to go out and get Ian Happ. Uh, the, the Cubs also have a couple good relief pitchers that you could include in a deal. Robertson is one of those guys. So, uh, you know, I'll try to include that as well. I'm not going to dive too deeply into relief pitching options, but there's um, there's a lot out there. Relief pitchers certainly are are easier to find. Um so you just want to go out and get a guy that, you know, would be able to, to be at the back end of the bullpen, be a seventh, eighth inning guy. All right, Andrew Benintendi, he's an outfielder from the Royals. Uh if you followed uh trade rumors much, you'll hear his name a ton. He's he's one of the more popular trade targets. He's having a great season. He came up with the Red Sox and then got shipped to the Royals maybe two years ago. He's hitting 321. With a 389 on base percentage and a 399 slugging. So, what you see there is he's not going to provide tremendous power. He does have the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark, but he's more of a singles and doubles guy, super high average. Um, And that's one thing. I mean, I look at the average and on base percentage. This is something that the Braves could really use a guy who can get on base. You could put him at the top of the order. Um, Very good defensive left fielder. So, in terms of, you know, Bringing in somebody defensively who would be similar to an Adam Duvall, I think he would certainly be be that. Uh, he is a free agent after the season, and because of that, he's a little cheaper to go get. You still probably need to give up one or two um, solid prospects to get him. Uh, or you could also include Barlow, who is a really, really good reliever for the Royals. That would make the deal much more expensive. Barlow would probably be more expensive to go get than Benintendi but something to look at from Kansas City. All right, J.D. Martinez. He is a DH only from the Red Sox, but a very good hitter and has been for a number of years. His numbers, he's batting .299 with a .367 on-base percentage and a .477 slugging percentage. Uh, His slugging percentage, um, his power is a little down this year, and I'm not sure what the reason is for that. Uh, Still a lot of doubles, just fewer home runs. Uh, But who knows, maybe with a change of scenery, some of that power comes back. Um, He would still be an upgrade over Ozuna uh, for sure. But of course, if you were to bring in Martinez, who can't really play in the field, you would basically be benching Ozuna or forcing Ozuna to left field, which would be, um, (laughs) I never liked that idea, uh, Ozuna playing left. Um, But nonetheless, he would be very cheap to go get. Uh, He's a free agent at the end of the season. You could include a reliever like Strom from Boston as well in this deal. And again, this is one of the cheaper deals that you uh, could go out and get a a real proven hitter and put him in the middle of your lineup. All right, the next guy is a guy I don't need to dive too deeply into because we all know him, Jock Peterson Uh, from the Giants. Of course, we know he uh, was a big part of the Braves championship run last year. Um, Batting left-handed, brings a lot of power. Uh, His numbers this year, 246 with a 321 on-base percentage and a 500 slugging percentage. So Jock is still definitely hitting for some power. He was an all-star starter this year, uh, but has cooled off a good bit, I would say, um, since the all-star break. He, of course, we know will fit right into the clubhouse and and brings kind of a swagger and, and some intangible things that perhaps the Braves could use again. Um, he will be a free agent at, at the end of the season. This is also one of the cheaper options to brace you out and get with of course him being a lefty. And, you know, I should have mentioned this with Ben Tendi too. You're probably not, um, you know, you're probably benching Rosario at that point too, right? Uh, cause you got another lefty, uh, you just kind of have to pick who you're going to play. Um, but yeah, this would definitely be a very cheap deal. The other question with Jock Peterson is will the giants even sell their, their right, um, in the mix for the last uh, playoff spot uh, for the wild card. Uh, they are a few games behind Philadelphia. Do they think that they're out of it within the next week or do they still go for it? I could still see them go, you know, trading Jock even if they feel like they might have a, a chance so that's something to keep an eye on. Josh Bell with the Nationals. Now Bell is a first baseman. The way he would fit in with the Braves is as a DH, again, this is a, a way to improve your, your DH spot. Uh, he's having a very good season, hitting 304 with a 388 on on-base percentage and a 494 slugging percentage. He's just a very good all-around hitter. Again, being a switch hitter, there's some value there. Um, he is also a free agent at the end of the season, which makes him very cheap despite uh, bringing a lot um, as, a, as a hitter to your lineup. Um, trey mancini uh he is a an outfielder first baseman uh for the Orioles. I don't think he's providing you much uh defensive outfield value um but he's still a pretty good hitter he's he is having a little bit of a down season offensively this year. he's hitting two sixty six with a three forty one on base which those numbers aren't bad, but only a four hundred slugging, so his power numbers have definitely um fallen off. A good bit too. He's getting a little older. This is, you might know Trey Mancini's story. He uh, battled cancer a couple of years ago and came back from it. Very, very inspirational guy. I think he's very well liked and respected um, across the league. So he'd probably fit in really well in the Braves clubhouse. He does have a mutual $10 million option for t- uh, 2023. Uh, so if the Braves were to go get him, you know, they could make a decision there on him if he were a good fit. He's also relatively cheap and would probably only require one prospect to go get him. Brandon Drury from the Reds, uh, he is primarily uh, a third baseman. He's the Reds' starting third baseman this season, but could probably play second base or even outfield. He has played outfield some in his career. Drury is an interesting um, story just because he's really, for the most of his career, been kind of a backup utility guy, uh, got a chance on a very cheap deal with the Reds and has had a career season. So the question for Drury is, is this a flash in the pan or will he continue this for the rest of the season? Uh, he's hitting .271 with a .330 on base percentage and a very impressive .517 slugging percentage. So a lot of power, uh, home runs, and doubles coming from Drury this this season. He actually came up with the Braves, so it might be kind of cool for him to, to return to Atlanta um, if they brought him back. Probably uh, one or two prospects could get Brandon Drury, and he's also a free agent after this season, so he'd be a rental. Garrett Cooper, um, he uh, Braves fans probably know him, as he always seems to hurt the Braves. He plays with the Marlins. He's a, primarily a first baseman, but he's played a good bit of outfield as well. Uh, so I think you could stick him in left field, and he would be okay. Okay. Um, He is currently hitting 279 with a 347 on base percentage and a 426 slugging percentage. So he's got a little bit of pop. He's not a huge home run hitter, but uh, will always give you a good at bat um, and always seems to be pretty frustrating uh, when the Braves play him. So solid hitter. Obviously could DH as well. He is signed through 2023, so this makes him a little more expensive, and this is why I think he's actually less of an option. He probably wouldn't be at the top of the list for the Braves, just because he's probably going to require two to three prospects to go out and get. All right, uh, so those are kind of the uh, the positional players, the hitters that I think the Braves could go out uh, and improve their lineup again. The question is, is Rosario good enough? Do you just roll with him? Um beyond the season do you go out and get a right-handed hitter to platoon with him or totally replace him do you do you bench Ozuna um who just has not been very good um or consistent this season now let's go to uh some pitchers that I really like I'm gonna uh just hit on a few um uh starting pitchers and then we'll uh we'll be done for today's episode so the first and maybe I'm dreaming here a little bit but there was a recent um article that came out that the Marlins are making Pablo Lopez available uh, to trade this season. This really makes Lopez probably the best pitching option on the market. Uh, And I have always loved Pablo Lopez for the Marlins. Very, very good pitcher. Uh, Great command of uh, multiple pitches um, and very consistent. Uh, This season he has a 3.03 ERA, uh, 1.04 whip, which is really impressive and uh, 2.9 wins above replacement as a pitcher this season. He signed through 2024, and this is the thing that makes him particularly expensive. The Marlins have come out and said, if we're going to trade Pablo Lopez, we want a real, some really good hitters in return. Uh, and this is the, the challenge for the Braves. Would they have enough good hitters? Um, whether, you know, you're talking minor leagues or major leagues, to offer to Miami to go get them. I, I find it really hard to believe that the Braves would trade any of their valuable hitting um, MLB players. I mean, you're talking about like a, a William Contreras probably um, as a starter, um, you know, just a starting starting point to go out and get Pablo Lopez. So would the Braves be willing to do that? Um, I kind of doubt it. But I do love I do love Lopez, so maybe Anthopolis can work some magic and, and make a deal like that happen. Uh, the next guy, the next three guys, really are less expensive. Tyler Tyler Malley is from um, Cincinnati. He's he's kind of mid level expensive. Uh, he'd kind of be on the same level as um, maybe an Ian Hap, um, where you're you're having to give up maybe three or four um, solid prospects to go out and get him. Uh, which is why I think he's a little less likely for the Braves to target. Uh, he has a 4.48 ERA, which is a little high, two point, uh, sorry 1.27 whip, also a little high, uh, not bad, uh, but he has real strikeout stuff, very very good uh, very good stuff. Uh, and he did pitch against the Braves one time this, this year and, and was pretty impressive. He has a 2.0 wins above replacement for the season. He is signed through next season, which is why he's uh, more expensive. The next two guys are definitely rental options uh, and would be cheaper to go out and get. Uh, The first is Martin Perez. He was an all-star with the Rangers this year, definitely having a career year. Um, This is a guy that you also wonder, is he a flash in the pan? Can he continue to do this for the rest of the season? He has a 2.59 ERA with a 1.18 whip and a 3.5 wins above replacement. That's really impressive. So he has been very, very good this season. This guy is, I think, 29 or 30 years old and has never done this in the in the big leagues. He's always been kind of around a 4.5 ERA guy. Uh, he's, he's a lefty, so I don't think he's going to totally fall off the table, but will he be as good as what he's been with the Rangers? But nonetheless, uh, he's on a cheap deal, and he would be cheap to acquire. Uh, and then Jose Quintana with the Pirates has a 3.70 ERA with a 1.28 whip. Uh, he's a guy that has been good over his career uh, in the last couple of years. As he's gotten older, he's maybe been a little more average, uh, but has kind of bounced back and had a, had a solid season this year. He will also be a free agent next year and pretty cheap to acquire. So these are guys that I think any of their additions could really benefit the Braves. Uh, I particularly hope that the Braves can go out and get at least one solid position player uh, Ian Happ to me is a really good fit in a lot of ways, but he will be a little expensive. Benintendi to me would also be, uh, really interesting to add to the Braves lineup. Um, Happ would, would be a guy that you could shift, you know, to second base and outfield and still play Rosario some still, you know, kind of, um, do multiple things. And so I'll, I'll, particularly like the flexibility that he would allow the Braves to play with. Um, all right, guys, well, I am off to vacation. That's why I wanted to make sure I was going to get in this episode uh, today. I'm going to be very interested to see what the Braves do of the trade deadline. Uh, I will be back probably before the trade deadline. And if anything happens, I can definitely dive into that and analyze that. Hopefully the Braves can go on a, a nice little winning streak here when, when five or six in a row. And maybe by the time I come back, they will be in first place in the national league East. That would be awesome. Well, I hope you guys have a great one and I'll talk to you uh, very soon.